name is Ben, and I am your host of the Too Vague Podcast this week. One word, two hosts, stories, trivia, and video games is usually what we do, but this week we have a very special episode for you. The third clip show, an assortment of clips from the last 30 episodes, we take things that didn't quite fit or there are some segments that are cut for time, conversations that we had beforehand for warm-up. First, we'll start out with a segment that I was going to use to open the PAX Day 2 episode. Andrew and I have been noodling with our Pringles obsession here. You know, I sent Andrew some Pringles and we've been trying to do every time he's on the show a new tasting So we had this pilot that Andrew recorded independently. He's playing with Audacity so we can get better sound quality whenever he's on the show. I cut it because he's still very new to this whole thing and there was some electrical interference that he later figured out was the air conditioning in the background. He didn't notice until he really listened for it. It's something that comes with practice. Andrew is becoming more of a regular on the show, so he records with the blue snowball ice microphone that he quote-unquote borrowed from his parents, but he's still learning. I think we've got it all figured out now. Between the two of us, we have been recording pretty decent episodes these days, so here is the Andrew Sensory Adventure pilot. Following last week's episode one, but first we are going to start with a little little bonus, a little treat for you guys. I don't know if you know this, but I purchased some interesting flavors of Pringles recently. Had them sent to Andrew's house. So he is going on what we like to call, or what we're calling the segment, Andrew's Sensory Adventures. Not yet sponsored by Pringles. The first of many to come, I think we're going to do one each time he is on the show. So, without further delay. Hey everybody in podcast land, it is time for another one of uh, my sensory adventures. That's right, I'm Andrew. I go on sensory adventures. Sensing things great. Unless it's terrible. Um, So, uh, right here in my little hand, you might be able to hear the little rattle of the can is a uh, can of uh, Pringles that Ben sent me. It is uh, the Philly cheesesteak flavor of Pringles. I'm a little excited about this because I have been to Philadelphia and I have had a cheesesteak there. Now, you might be wondering, did you go to the place? I didn't go to that place, but I went to one of the other places, which is probably a pretty good place. It was on a list. There's a lot of places. You you can't throw a dog without hitting a cheesesteak place in Philadelphia. So let's open it up. Just like uh, any other Pringles experience, there's the plastic lid on top. A really satisfying uh, peel of the lid. And then there is the little uh, paper cover under there that's got the mustache guy that Ben told me his name, but I forgot it. He will have to edit that in later. Uh, Ben, I will say this is the mustache guy named, insert your audio here so it sounds freaky. Lovable Pringles logo character, Julius Pringles, also known as Mr. P. Dude, I'm sorry, I'm going way along with this so you can edit a lot of stuff out. I know you love to edit. Next up, we peel off the foil seal. 
that's a really good sound. I like that. Um, so we, we've had two sensory adventures, haven't even tasted them yet. The next sense is aroma. I smell it. It smells a little bit like middle school. Now, the thing about the Pringles is, I don't know why they come up with some of these flavors, but I'm gonna pull, pull one out. The top Pringle, a little unsatisfying. It is already broken, which that's not why you get Pringles. You get them to get the perfect mechanically uh, formed potato curved plane. It's a three-dimensional delight. It's made out of potato flakes. It melts on your tongue. These are the things you expect out of a Pringle sensory adventure. Now, um, awkward pause. Preparing to put this thing in my mouth. Now I smell it. It kind of smells like someone dumped a bullion packet into a can of Pringles, which is uh, kind of what suspicious uh, stew Pringles tasted like. But now we're going to do the taste. Let's look for the beefiness, the cheese steakiness, the cheese part, the peppers. See if it's a legit thing. Oh. Oh, God. While the can kind of smelled like middle school, I will say the taste tastes like Philly cheesesteak. And you know what goes great with Philly cheesesteak? A nice yingling beer. But I don't have that because I'm in Oregon and you can't get that over here. Anyway, I recommend if you're going to uh, buy some Pringles, go ahead and get the uh, Philly cheesesteaks. But get yourself some yingling if you're at one of them Walmarts on the East Coast that has that. Over here, I'm going to have to settle for Rainier or something. But anyway, um, this is my sensory adventure. See you out there in podcast lane. That was surely adventurous. I only have one question. Whether or not the Philly cheesesteak chips tasted like Rocky Balboa. That's my big question. But we can ask him on the show when he comes back on. Anyway. For our next clip, it's from episode 65 on the word intelligence. Cheyenne and I talked about this before the show. She told me about a chess playing AI that injured a child during play at a chess open in Russia. And we kind of wanted to tie it in. It didn't really dawn on me at the time, but it kind of reminds me of the Ed 209 scene in RoboCop. There's a little bit of a parallel there to me anyway. We also talk about this scandal in the world of chess that has since been resolved amicably. In somewhat breaking news, Ars Technica reported earlier last month that chess.com and Hans Niemann have made peace over their 2022 cheating scandal lawsuit. It was allegedly the most serious cheating scandal since 2006 World Chess Championship, which they called Toilet Gate because one of the players kept on getting up and going to the bathroom frequently throughout the match. And ever since that happened, security had been increased significantly. The article that I read was written on September 1st, 2023 by Jennifer Olette. According to that article, the Chess Federation who did the investigation found that Neiman cheated in over 100 games on chess.com, but they also found 24 other grandmasters that had done the same on the platform. And in doing a little bit of research, I also found an interesting article that you might want to check out about the allegation that Neiman cheated during a live match using anal beads that would feed him the moves 
and it's kind of a funny article. It's also on Ars Technica. It's uh, Adafruits, A-D-A-A-F-R-U-I-T-S. They made a device called the Cheek Mate that, <laughs> that, that they tried to test it and see if it would be a viable way to feed someone moves rectally, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's really kind of funny. They made this little device and they put it in a thing of meat and they check that out. But here is the clip we talked about the chess drama in our warm-up conversation. Enjoy. Okay. Yeah. That's a game. Yeah, that's an interesting game. Did you play a lot of that when you were? I played a little bit. I never got to the end game though. Okay. Can I spoil it for you? You can spoil it for me. Ewok knife fight. (laughs) Ewok knife fights. And Gwyneth's Gwyneth Gwyneth Paltrow's Paltrow's head in a box. box. Yeah. Maybe I'll talk about the chess robot. The breaking the kid's finger? Yeah. We'll we'll just get right into it. Yeah. There's a cheating scandal in the world of chess right now where someone who was ranked very low beat Magnus Carlsen. Yeah. Uh, Sven Magnus Carlsen is a, he's a grandmaster, 31 years old. Hans Niemann was someone who beat him recently in a tournament there are allegations that he cheated because it didn't fit with his normal game or, you know, not, not Magnus. Magnus was the guy who was the right, grandmaster. the other guy. Yeah, Hans Niemann. And how did he cheat? He was fed moves from a computer, maybe. I think he was kicked off of chess.com for cheating also. Was this like a, a live chess game or something done over the internet? Let me just look it up really quick. Embattled chess grandmaster Hans Niemann sues Magnus Carlsen and others for a hundred million over cheating allegations. That's ridiculous. I mean, basically what happened was Magnus Carlsen essentially resigned after one move, you know, kind of in a protest sort of thing when he was playing against Hans Niemann. Oh, okay. After one move. It's a power move kind of thing. It was like he he did that just because it's like, well, I'm not going to play against a guy who cheats. So that's what he did. This was after he lost to Hans Niemann. Correct. Okay. But they don't know for sure if he actually did cheat. They don't know for sure, but he admitted to cheating in the past. When he was younger, he said he had cheated before. Why you would admit to that, I have no idea, because if you do it once... (laughs) Then, yeah, you'll kind of always be labeled as a cheater. Right. In professional chess circles. Yes. The cheating scandal is tearing chess apart. That is a little overly dramatic. The the player who tore chess apart with his bare hands. Okay, chess investigation. I mean, I guess they had a... a, um... Chestigation? (laughs) (laughs) That's something different. <laughs> Boy, I miss the days of chestigations. <laughs> I'm more into pex, pex, pextigation, pextigations than chestigations. <laughs> Those allegations that kind of fueled an investigation <clears throat> from the Chess Federation on this whole thing. The Wall Street Journal reports that they found that Hans Niemann had cheated over a hundred times. Oh, wow. You made the point. How do you determine if someone's cheating in a game like chess? How is that done? 
are you looking at patterns? Are you looking at the way he plays chess now as opposed to back then? What exactly is... Right. If he had moves fed to him by a computer, he right. would have had to have some cor- some sort of like hardware. Yeah. And my brother was telling me about My brother is a huge chess guy. He's really into speed chess. He's been into comp- competitions in Chicago. Don't ever get into a conversation with my brother about chess unless you want to be in it for at least an hour and a half. <laughs> I was asking him about this whole thing with Hans Niemann and Magnus Carlsen and, you know, asking him about how, how you would cheat because usually people, you know, you're scant. And there are a number of pretty creative ways. There was a guy who had something that was in his shoe that oh. would tap out Morse code kind of thing on his toe. That's how he would be fed the moves. I mean, it's just... That's crazy. It's a a grid pattern, right? So it's just... I mean, that's pretty easy to communicate. So how did that that device take input, though, on the current state of the board? Or is it just going off of a preset of moves? That's the question. If they're being fed moves, there's someone there who's observing the game. Actually, these days, in the Chess Federation, there are boards that are connected to things like, you know, the internet or broadcast that will show you exactly what the moves are. You don't even have to see the people playing chess to see what moves they made and the timing and all that. It records all of this information. So, I mean, how they're getting the the moves, it's real time. It's either someone who's there who is consulting somehow. That aside, right, when we're talking intelligence and we're talking computer-playing intelligences, a robot designed to play chess is going to know every single, it's still operating on percentages, but there are probably ways that you can figure out how to beat whatever this intelligence is. Right. I know that the hardest chess AI is pretty difficult to beat. I read somewhere that it's very difficult for humans to beat the hardest chess AI. I mean, one of the things that Magnus Carlsen said that during the match when Hans Niemann was was cheating is he got the impression that he wasn't putting effort into it. Oh, he was just kind of like... Yeah. Yeah. That's either a really good player as far as being able to bluff. You know, like, it's a bluffing tactic, too, showing no emotion or being like that. But, I mean, I understand why he did what he did, and I understand the Chess Federation getting into an investigation... I don't understand why it, this this to me suing is just a money grab. So is it Hans Niemann suing them for yes, okay that's for all the problems that he's had since he's been accused of cheating by the, a grandmaster? Now that's the thing. If there's some other person who's not the grandmaster, the top rated over the course of the last I don't know how many years that Magnus Carlsen has been, but he's he is regarded as the best chess player on the planet right now. So when you've got that guy doing it, then the whole chess community takes notice. There's a trust thing now that's going to be, it's not only him, it's going to be, well, now we got to tighten security and how do we do that? You were talking about a chess playing robot that broke a kid's finger? I was actually. It happened, uh, it happened over the summer. It happened in Russia. There was a chess playing robot that was apparently unsettled by the quickness of the seven-year-old boy's response to one of its moves. It grabbed its hand, unceremoniously broke his finger during a match at the Moscow Open. So it just just snatched 
the ro- like the child's hand and then broke its finger. Well, I mean, logically speaking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe he thought it was a, a pawn or something. Yeah. I, you know, I... It doesn't think. It doesn't do that for reasons that, it, you know what I mean? You're imparting human emotions onto something that isn't human and doesn't have those emotions. Yeah, I'm just confused as to why it happened in the first place. This has to be a malfunction on the part of the machine. Well, either that or it knew or it thought that it was going to. I mean, it was its move. I mean, yeah, a malfunction. That would be a malfunction, right? Determining that there is still someone there. And it obviously didn't want to grab the kid's finger and break it. Yeah. So I guess it appeared, the robot appeared to pounce after it took one of the boy's pieces. Rather than waiting for the machine to complete its move, the boy opted for a quick riposte. Is that how you say that? Riposte. 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 So it sounds like the robot was finishing up its move and the boy very quickly tried to grab a piece and play another move. And because of that, the robot glitched out, freaked out. Yeah. Repost. Repost. For our next clip, it's from episode 63 with Andrew on the word economics. It's a conversational warm-up. We talk about wearing masks and we end up doing a kind of a commercial practice sort of thing where we come up with a an idea for a new food service VPN, but you can listen to that. Uh, these are two clips, by the way. The first one is that. The second one is something that just didn't quite fit in with the episode, so it, it was cut, but it still is kind of funny. So enjoy the economics clips from episode 67. Let me take a sip of... Half of the rest of my coffee. Dude, that's like sad. That's sad. Yeah, it's okay. I'm gonna oh. go I'm gonna go to Starbucks after this anyway. Starbucks is my home away from home, I guess. Yeah, why not? They they let people in there again. Without masks even. I still wear masks. Yeah, that's a good idea to wear masks. I I have that idea sometimes. When I go to the grocery store for sure, because I don't want any of those people looking at me. Exactly. Exactly. Go to Costco. If oh, I go Jesus. to Costco, I'm pretty sure I'll be irritating somebody by wearing a mask, so I, I do that for sure. I wear a mask at work sometimes, Yeah, but it's hard because there's something about being able to relate to kids with the facial expressions. Oh, yeah. yeah. helps. Yeah, that's the thing, too, with wearing a mask. It's such just interactions with people. So you make eye contact with someone and you smile. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, how do they know I'm smiling? Or do they? Or do they want to? So actually, that's for some of us who uh, have to think extra hard about making the right facial expressions. The mask is actually a relief. Yeah. It's probably why I like wearing it at the grocery store or other situations where you just I don't want to think about it that hard. Yeah. That's why I call my mask Alka-Seltzer. Alka-Seltzer. Yeah, because it's a relief. It's, after, the, yeah. after the plop, plop, fizz, fizz, I guess. Oh, what a relief it is. Oh, what a relief. It is. You know, I I spell relief R O L A I D S. Right. You know, we're just we're practicing our commercials. Let's start doing our uh, let's do our uh, Hello Fresh commercial next. Hello Fresh. <laughs> do, uh, do, do you like to cook but hate going to the grocery store? Well, try this new VPN. 
Like, I don't know. Um, what's that going to do about my food? I don't know either, but. Hello, fresh. Hello, fresh. It's not just a meal kit. It's a VPN. It's a VPN. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not just a meal kit. Do you not want Russia to know what you're eating tonight? Well, we've got the solution for you. Yeah. A special partnership between, I don't know, whatever. Um, okay, so, uh, yeah. Let's let's uh, let's get back into it. I don't because it didn't work, right? Yeah. Yeah, it didn't work. Yeah. I just like saying Holly Smoot. Holly Smoot sounds like a, one of Fletch's uh, aliases. Yeah. Doesn't it? Holly Smoot. Holly Smoot. Yeah. Apparently, there was a new Fletch movie, and I forgot to watch it. Oh yeah, I did watch it. Yeah, but that was that was John Hamm. But, yeah, John Hamm. Yeah, John Hamm. Yeah, the guy from the the progressive commercials. I guess. <laughs> it's just. You know, he's hitting on Flo, and she's like, he's like, we can get you a quote. <laughs> Look at this. Get a quote for Tom Ham. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, oh, yeah, so sorry, Fletch. Uh, if you were expecting a, a Chevy Chase-like Fletch movie, then don't watch it. If you are open to something that's more akin to the book, yeah. did you ever read the Fletch books at all? I never did. Okay. I just saw the movies, but he, he did yeah. reference uh, John Hamm, or as Flo calls him, Tom Hamm, <laughs> did reference some of the lines in the movie in Confess Fletch, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't the same. I'm I, A lot of people are saying it's good. I, I think it's okay for what it is, yeah. which is you know kind of a mystery sort of movie where he gets in trouble with all these different folks. So it, it's, I'd say it's worth seeing but it's not worth paying for. Should I see it before or after I get back to my uh, series watch of the Rockford Files? Um, I would say after. After, okay. That's going to be a while because I forgot, I forgot where I was in Rockford Files, but it doesn't matter. When I was young, I lived in Illinois and I thought the Rockford Files were about the, the city of Rockford, <laughs> but I was very dumb as a young child. No, no, you had a... a you were trying to to attach things to your prior knowledge. Yeah. And so you knew there was a place called Rockford, Illinois. Yep. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, uh, my parents watched the Hill Street Blues. Uh-huh. And the only city I'd ever been to besides Tucson was Phoenix. So I thought the Hill Street Blues was set in Phoenix. Oh, okay. And it's, it's, it, it wasn't. It's set once again in Chicago, was it not? Well, it was New York. Or was it Chicago? For some reason, Chicago sticks in my head. No, it could be Chicago. It could be. Hell if I know. I'm going to look it up because I am. This is very important. You can look it up because it is important because I could be wrong about what city it was in twice. Because I might be just mixing it up with NYPD Blue, which had one of the same characters, right? Yeah, I think you're mixing it up with Cop Rock, actually. Cop Rock. Man. Let's be careful out there. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch Cop Rock? I feel like I might have watched half an episode. Mm. If I it, that was as much as America watched. <laughs> Just like nope. So here is the deal on Hill Street Blues. Yeah. The deal is Hill Street Blues was set in an anonymous northern city, but the exteriors 
were all filmed in Chicago. Oh. That is probably why I thought Chicago was that. that. You thought Chicago because it looked like Chicago. I thought Phoenix because it was anonymous. Yeah. And I didn't know any better. Was Sipowitz in that series? Yeah, Sipowitz was in that. Sipowitz was in that. But then I think Sipowitz also showed up in NYPD Blue. Okay. I don't know. They showed his butt one time, I think. Or was it somebody (laughs) else's butt? Maybe he got shot in the butt. I don't, I don't remember. Who knows? This has nothing to do with economics. No. Well, our big cities are important to the, this the is true. macro economy of the country. We're just trying to bring it in. Bring it in. Bring um, it in. Back to Chicago. So, yeah, that was my very long-winded what I think of. This next clip is at the tail end of the recording I had with Melody on the word fit. Melody is a bodybuilder competitor. Uh, If you didn't catch that show, check it out. I tell my ice cream story to Melody. I've been this way my entire life. I eat a lot of food and I don't gain a lot of weight. And there's a story involving one of my good friends, girlfriend at the time. Here it is. Enjoy. My gosh, I, I don't know how you can be a mom and go to school and do the competition all at once. It just seems like it's it seems like so much. It is. And that's why like you, you kind of isolate yourself to be honest. I don't see my friends for months and months on end until I'm done with the show. And sometimes they want to get together and I'm like, I can meet you for coffee or you can come over and hang out. But I got about, uh, I got about 15 minutes. Just (laughs) come prepared. Tell me what you want to tell me. And then I got to (laughs) go. Yeah. Or my energy is going to tank. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing, maintaining that amount of energy, too. It's like you you mentioned that during our conversation also. It's like there's a discipline. I've always been a hard gainer, so I never went to the gym to, like, gain muscle. So it's just Mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, I eat a lot and just nothing happens. It's just always been that way, just the way I was built. My husband is also naturally – he was naturally thin for the longest time, and then he just started basically force-feeding himself. He would even wake up in the middle of the night to eat a meal just to put on weight. Oh, wow. Yeah, and now he's just a monster. Yeah. <laughs> in my dating life also, it's been like people say, oh, yeah, you're going to gain weight. All my boyfriends gained at least 40 pounds whenever when we're going out. I was like, nah, I don't think so, man. I don't think so. Like, I put that the test, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's this one time um, my friend Michaela, who's she's a friend now, but we were dating at the time. She was on this whatever that um that diet is where it's like super like no carbs kind of and you can have whatever fat i don't know if it's a, i don't know atkins or something it's keto keto okay cuz she was she was um she was cooking and she was doing her so you know doing this diet which meant that she does all the cooking so therefore i'm on the diet with her oh, okay and it wasn't really even though she'd give me like double the portions and whatnot wasn't satisfying me so i would get, <laughs> When I would go grocery shopping, I would get a box of ice cream bars before the meal and I'd eat that box of ice cream bars and it'd be okay. Right. <laughs> so she was, she would get, got all frustrated. And at the end of like the two months or whatever, we weighed each other and I, I lost more weight than she did. So she was not happy oh, with that, God. but, <laughs> yeah. but anyway, all right. Well, thank you, Melody. I really appreciate you being on the show and uh, let's keep in touch and, um, let me The next clip we have is from episode 76 on the word heal. 
Amaya, when I picked her up at the, well, picked her up, she was going to follow me into the quote unquote studio. She got into a little bit of a parking mishap at the place where we met, but it was something that I removed from the, it didn't quite fit the conversation on the word heel, so I just removed it. It was just a little bit, it's just a goofy thing that just didn't quite fit in with the rest of the, the episode, so I cut it. And I also talk about a graph that I made. What's the And what's the deal with me and graphing stuff? Here is the clip from the heel episode where Amaya and I talk about parking and graphing. So, so this is part of your healing this journey. This is part of my healing is, journey. Is, is telling our audience the mistake that you made. And how I'm going to fix it. And how you're going to f- avoid it or fix it or deal yes. with it in the future. I'm going to do my apologies and life will be okay. Yeah. We will, I'm never going to okay. drive that recklessly again. I'm going to learn how to park like a maniac, like the death rod. I don't know about <laughs> park like a maniac. I don't think that's the right, I mean. Park like... <laughs> Parking I guess like you're right. Park, park right. like a very sane woman yeah. that I am. Yeah. A very sane, healed woman. Yeah. Park, yeah. Ben. Park yeah. like a fluffy bunny. <laughs> or park like a, I don't know. Park like a bad bitch. Park like an Egyptian. <laughs> no, that's walk. No. Park anyway. like an old lady. I came up with a graph of age versus number of points in a three-point turn. Oh, my God. Fuck the three-point turn, <laughs> and, guys. And so, <laughs> Fuck the th- I failed my driver's test three times because so, I couldn't do the fucking three-point turn. Yeah, see, that, that's where <laughs> I, I used to just have it where you start at 18 with a three-point turn and then it fans mm-hmm. out to yeah. where as you get older, there are more points in the three-point turn. <laughs> but then Cheyenne pointed out to me, when you're younger, it's difficult to grasp the concept. So usually about it's for like five four or five point turns yes. for a little while until you get used to it. And then around 18 or uh, 20 is when you start getting so all over the, the place. I have no idea what that, that has to do with healing. Let's That's, go. It l- makes sense. Let's go into video games. Okay. This next set of clips, there are two clips from the rating show with Nora. The first is sort of some warm up banter where we, do a little bit of punnery as our family does it's just a little bit of a warm-up sort of improv thing that just kind of naturally happens sometimes with with guests and also i'm left with the question on this first clip do people still remember who the spice girls are and then the second bit is a conversation that was cut for time where we talk about the movies in the 1950s that nora enjoyed here are the clips from the rating show. Enjoy. A late night snack, if you will. Yes. A post-podcast treat. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Treat yourself. So. Treat yourself. It should be a fruit or something like that. But Cookies should be a fruit? No, I should be eating the fruits. <laughs> Cookies are fruits. That's okay. Yeah, no, well, no. Yeah, on on yeah, the food yeah. pyramid... I've got my I've got my fruits because cookies are fruit, or at least they should be. I don't know. Maybe, well, maybe cookies are not. pretty high up on on my food pyramid. And they do contain a lot of sugar. Sugar and flour. They contain flour, and that comes from a plant. Yes. You know, plant, so. plant, unique New York, unique New York, aluminum, linoleum. Okay. Aluminium. Aluminium, right? Because you're all Britishy. Right, right. You're all. The dog's bollocks or whatever they say over there. 
<laughs> I don't think they'd say that to me. No, they would. I'm not <laughs> They would say that because that oh, means I it's forgot. really good. I forgot, yeah. yeah. Bollocks is bad, but the dog's bollocks, really good. Right. My nose starts run- is starting to run. You Maybe you're allergic to podcasting. I have a commitment on Friday. Okay. I, I think I need to maybe do the podcast either a little earlier. Uh, maybe we can do Ooh. it earlier. And then I also have another person who wants to talk about the word childhood. So that oh. should be interesting. Yeah. 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 Another barista who I call Sporty Spice. She's like a Sporty Spice, Scary Spice oh. combo. She doesn't like it okay. when I call her Sporty okay. Spice, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know the spices anyway. I mean, I don't know which one's which. Which which one is cumin? Oh, yeah, cumin, right, right, cumin right. spice. Yeah, cumin spice. Yeah. I gotta so. save that for. Too bad the Spice Girls aren't. I mean, that would be that's Popular. a fabu- that's yeah, a right. fabulous dad joke. If it ever comes yeah, up that the yeah. Spice Girls ever play again, or if there ever is a new Spice Girls, I can just use that. And cumin is a funny is a funny one to say. It's a funny, you know, it's very distinct. Yeah, right. Or, although you could always go, which which one is all? <laughs> that actually, I like that one better. You do? Yeah. Yeah. People wouldn't get it unless they were in on the conversation to begin with. That's true. That's which true. one is all? You know? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. yeah. You know, all spice. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. They're all they're all old spice now. Right. <laughs> You're doing good. You're yeah, doing good. Yeah. Keep keep the dad jokes a flowing. So anyway, okay. Um censored based on that whole thing. Although now I don't think anyone really cares. Do you I mean, do you think people care about ratings anymore? As far as movies are concerned? For the most part, no. Except for little like five year olds or something. Yeah. Or seven-year-olds. You know, I mean, that's up to the parents. I think it's gone back to putting it on the shoulders of the parents because everything is so accessible now. So it's like yes. instead of having to try and police it themselves. Right. Let the computer do it. Or block. But I mean, like anything else, there are going to be ways. Like when you were younger, did you go see movies that you weren't supposed to see or is that that was a time of the Hayes code right so you didn't you didn't experience no, any of that was, having to go to oh yeah wait a minute yeah that still was Hayes code yeah um i think it was 68 is when the so yeah when the motion PGs pictures and stuff right, yeah right uh you know the movies that were playing at the theater in our city uh-huh. weren't i mean they were movies anyone could see they were scary quote scary movies right um but they, you know, I went in there when I was seven, whatever, and watched these, quote, horror movies. Like what? You know. What is a horror movie that you watch? Like Creature from the Black Lagoon? Are we talking like that that's kind of thing? My favorite. My favorite was Creature from the Black Lagoon. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And and um, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. I, I don't think that was horror. No. That was a Disney was movie. Played. No, not back then it wasn't. No? No, 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 no. Okay, well, maybe I'm... They were still making, they were still making Cinderella's then. It was, I'm talking the early 50s. Okay. Yeah, 1954, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Disney? Yeah, it's Walt Disney. It is, no it shit. is produced by Walt Disney. 
No wonder I wasn't scared. Well, none of them. I don't. I don't scare easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, nineteen fifty-four, American science fiction adventure film, directed by Richard oh. Fleischer. Screenplay. Yeah, yeah. From, yeah. Adapted from Jules Verne's eighteen seventy novel. Right. Yeah. I was thinking of another one, but it they they had similarities. But um, but it was a submarine. God, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I, I just can't re- can't. Re- of course, Godzilla. That yeah. was a yeah. little later. That kind of thing. But um, I mean, now those things. <laughs> and the if, thing. Yeah. Oh, the thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did they have a they they had a version of the thing back in the fifties? Did they not? I thought they did. Right. Yeah. Yes, they did. And it wasn't as yeah. it wasn't as graphic, you know, like the one that came out in the eighties. I didn't see the one that came out in the oh. 80s. <laughs> Are you a horror person or no? I was. Okay. But it doesn't, you know, it's like um, I didn't get afraid of the movies. I didn't have nightmares. And that's what they said. You might have nightmares. You know? Okay. Uh, yeah, the but, thing from um, another world is what you're talking about, the one that you that you saw. I thought it so was from just, your generation. just the thing. The thing from another world, the storyline is the same. A crew of scientists who found frozen in the Atlantic and then the humanoid sort of body taking over the thing, taking over people. It's that, it's that movie, right, that you're talking about? No. And I'm, I'm kind of, I'm trying to look it up right now, but I can't figure out how, where to plug my thingy in. Well, anyway, iPad. It, okay. the, the one that yeah. I know is like the thing from another world, which is 1951, which is what was based, the thing from 1982 oh. was based off of, which had some really gnarly practical effects where people were turning into this, these monsters and things. Yeah. I, and then it was so long ago, I kind of right. probably forget a little bit here. Yeah. You never snuck out and watched a movie, <laughs> snuck into a they, R-rated movie like we had to back in our day. Well, okay. Well, of course, they didn't have R-rated movies back then. Right. No, no. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right, right. And no, no place that I had access to had them. Yeah. If if they played somewhere, it was in some moose lodge or something mm-hmm. like that. You know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not enough moose lodges these days. Why? <laughs> no. Sorry if it, there's anybody out there who's a moose. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> or uh, what are those uh, Shriners? Um, I don't know. Mason. Masons. The, the Masons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway. Right, right. Um, all right. So rating, wait, rating oh. things. There's also. The next clip is from episode 80. Uh, with Madison on her first appearance on the podcast, talking about the word childhood. Usually when I have a first-time guest or I have a guest over at my place, I will contact Nora and we'll have a little bit of a warm-up conversation with her, asking her if she has any questions about the previous show and also if she has any questions about the current topic we're going to be discussing We talk about a number of things, including Madison and my discovery that we're birthday twins. I ask Nora to tell her paint-by-numbers story that I think she she told this story on a previous episode. And then Madison and Nora reflect on their experiences of being the youngest child, 
I talk briefly about a recording that I had with Brian Colburn for the mixtape show. After that, we talk a little bit about memories of my brother insisting on taking his skateboard to London when we went there when we were younger. So here is the clip. Hello. Hello. Hey, Nora. Yes. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing well. I've got Madison with me. Hello. Oh. Hello, Madison. Nice to meet you. I'm Nora. Hi, Nora. I'm Madison. (laughs) Yeah. She was not named after my favorite college town in Wisconsin. Dang. Yeah. I think it was the mermaid on Splash, but that's just what I've been telling myself. (laughs) Seriously. That's that's something from my generation. We made a discovery. Yeah. We did. We have the same birth day. Day. Yeah. Not year. Not date. (laughs) Really? She's not 52. I am not 52. Yeah. No. May May 24th, yeah? That's correct. 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 Okay, okay. I have a birthday twin. Birthday twin. You haven't found another birthday twin before? Probably have, but this is just the most recent and probably my favorite, okay. but then I, can, okay. I don't. Hey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I've met maybe two people in my life that have had the same oh, birthday. See. Like, I know plenty of people who have birthdays around me, but... The 24th oh, okay. is like, ah. People have my birthday. I I have met so many people who have my birthday. It's Halloween. like crazy. It's Halloween, October 31st. That's so funny. I know two people off the top of my head yes. that have Halloween as a birthday. I don't know what happened nine months before. Well, but we all know what actually happened. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there were a lot of people. Oh, you know what that is? That's late Valentine's Day gift. That's what you are. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah do the ma- mouth. Me and a bunch of other people. Is yep, that right? Yep, yep. Right? Nine months? Yeah, that's... Oh, or what that like, Yeah. Or it's an early Valentine's Day gift. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Some, it's around a Valentine's. Yeah, yeah. Let's right. get it on. <laughs> hey, you're talking about my parents. I'm so sorry. I don't See, mean to disrespect. I'm just making conversation. Oh, no, no disrespect. Okay. No disrespect. Yeah. My friend Michaela used to say this to me. Whenever I would bring up her mom and having sex, she would get all yeah. weirded out about it. And okay. I was like, no, that that's not the thing that bothers me. The thing that bothers me is grandparents Ooh. having sex. Oh, that's, just, that's, that's an image I don't want. Yeah, it's just something you don't want to think about. But no. then you see photos of your grandparents and it's like, mm, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'm talking about my parents and I think it's funny. That's Adam's grandparents. So, Adam, sorry, Ben. Oh, yeah. I was just thinking of your brother. I know. Uh, I and know. She knows so, too. I told her the family. Wait, who is this woman to you? This is my aunt. Hi, aunt. Hi. <laughs> she is my father's sister. Nice to meet you, father's yeah. sister. Yes. My late father's sister. Oh, I see. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. It's okay. It happens to the best of us. What's the program going to be about? The program is going to be about the word childhood. Oh, yeah. Speaking mm-hmm. of my father. Yeah. I really like that story about the paint by numbers. Can you tell that really quick for, for oh. Madison? <laughs> Well, I'm terrible at art. Okay, both okay. of my brothers were good. Okay. My one brother is, is, you know, he even made a living for a few years doing it. Oh, very good. But, uh, and Ed, Ben's dad, mm-hmm. was also very good. He just didn't do anything with it. Well, he, he made buildings. But anyway, we were little kids, and my mom got us all paint by numbers sets. Mm-hmm. 
both of them did these beautiful little pictures. And I, I, well, my, it was pretty awful. Mine was really awful. Ben's dad said, he was my older brother, and he was trying to make me feel not too bad. He said, oh, it looks impressionistic. (laughs) It was all smeared. There were no, like, lines, you know. He's like, but, it's but art, was, sweetie. It's art. Yeah. And you're like, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he was trying to make me feel yeah, better. Yeah, just trying to be supportive. Yeah. yeah but I like, knew. It's not I, bad. It was bad. If that came from Tom, maybe it would have been a little bit different. But Yeah, he would have been laughing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he would have been saying that with a little more venom, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We all yeah. have the one. Do you have any questions about... The previous episode or anything you want to mention on childhood? I was trying to think about heel. Uh, I did make a couple of notes, but of course I can't remember them. Uh, Something that was very edifying, I guess. Okay. (laughs) Oh, about making yourself not the same person. If you're, you're trying to improve yourself, it's a new normal. That's what it was. Yeah. That was just, uh, that was so good. I mean, so many people try to be, the person they thought they were at some time in the past. Yeah. I would say it stymies growth too. I mean, yes, if you, yes, yes. If you go back to something that is known, right. I mean, that can be okay, but it doesn't show any signs of growth. It's obvious, except that for some reason I never put it into words. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah. Uh, now, childhood, uh, I don't know. I was a bad painter. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've covered that. Bad painter, and you were the youngest. Oh, yeah. I was, as my mother referred to me, probably until a week before she died, she probably called me my baby. Yeah. She was 90. She was 90. You know? <laughs> That's very sweet. See, I never, I'm, I'm the youngest of four, and I was never, okay. like, called the baby. I never felt as if that I got special treatment for being the youngest, right. which I, in my age now, I'm very appreciative for because I was never coddled specifically because I was the youngest. I couldn't help it. I wasn't either. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I think it's a good thing. My mom was the youngest of four. Ah. So I think that she kind of just had a space in her identity where it's like, I don't need to call this person my baby, my child, because... Really? Oh, yeah. Do you have a cat? I just heard a cat. Speaking, speaking <laughs> of my baby, my child. Podcasts, right. yeah. Podcasts. Oh, that's so awesome. I love it. <laughs> Mango and Bash of the Podcast. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah I love yeah. that. But yeah, I never, so. I, I never was called baby and like, oh, my sweet, sweet baby. I never got that. And I'm kind of thankful for it because I feel like that would have kept me from moving forward. Like, right, I can right, grow up. A baby. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. I, I have the ability to grow up. I'm not being identified by my right, parents right, or right. by my family members as I'm the baby child. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like, I am my own person. So there's there's a lot of things that my parents did that I'm thankful for. And I didn't think yes. of that one, but yeah. I'd say, good job. Mom was also very, like, whenever someone would call Adam, baby Adam, mm-hmm. she oh. was really, like, no. On it. Yeah. That he is yeah. Adam. Right. That's All who right. he is. Yeah. Do not yeah, call him yeah. baby Adam. Right. He's not well, okay, a baby. I, I have to tell you, my mom didn't do it when I was younger. It was when I was grown up. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. This is my baby. You're like 37. Right. <laughs> You're like, <Exactly>. uh, okay. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Suddenly I'm a child again. Now, this is really weird. 
I always thought that Tom, my uncle, yeah. was the youngest. Oh, and, and he's the baby. I don't. I don't want to be negative, but I mean, that's what he acts like. He acts oh, like sure. the youngest child. So, and then also, Dad would kind of reinforce that by mm-hmm. calling him that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you just kind of misinterpreted that. Exactly. I thought he was actually literally, but no, Nora. A lot of people think that. Interesting. Honestly, they meet they meet us all, and they think my brother Tom is the youngest mm-hmm. of all of us. Gotcha. Yeah. But it. He's kind of immature, but that's okay. He's a, he has a happy life. What more could you ask yeah. for? Not too much more. So, An immature 70-whatever. Yeah, 70-whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Child at heart, is yeah, it, as of, they try to say. That's kind of where I'm at, too, is with expressing myself and creativity. It's it's a it's a thing that I really yeah. enjoy, and I yeah. associate with my childhood, but I kind of want to take at least a part of that into the future, mm-hmm. you know? Until I yeah. until I get old and die, I guess. <laughs> and it's just the true thing. It's like why you know why worry about trying to figure things out? Yeah, yeah. I'm in no hurry. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of my yeah. That's kind of my mentality. Like I am in no hurry to grow up any faster than I already have. Yeah. Like I'm here. Yeah. I'm I'm enjoying it. Might as well right, just kind of right, right. kind of breathe a little bit. Keep that attitude. Yeah. I've been trying. <laughs> it's like I'm talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're talking to your birthday twins, yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's true. Born under yeah, the yeah, sign yeah. of the twins. Hey, hey. oh, yeah. yes, Gemini. we are we are Gemini's on the cusp of Taurus. Oh, that's true. So, well, something just off a minute. Anne is supposedly sending your, you know, the cat toys I bought about a month ago uh-huh. that I was going to send. Okay, <laughs> for the cat's birthdays. Oh. Well, Anne finally took it from my uh, my outer and said, oh, just give this to me so I can send it. So if you get a package with cat toys in it, and it might say it's from Anne, that's what I got the cats for Christmas, for not her birthday. <laughs> I'll be sure to tell the cats that this came from you and <laughs> yeah. not yes. yeah. on the yeah. I'll be very disappointed if, yeah. if the label yeah. was misprinted. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right, but, right, right. All right, well... Okay. Thanks, Nora, for opening the show, joining us really quick for getting us ready to do the show. Yes. And uh, the warmer upper. Yes, the warmer upper. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, and and then let me just tell you, I had an amazing show with Brian. It was so good. I wonder. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was great. He was a great guest, even though he was like, I don't know a ton about video games. It's like, that doesn't matter. I know a yeah. ton about video games, so okay. You should have said, "Well, have you met my aunt?" Yeah, yeah, right. You're getting. Do there, you know so. nothing? I know nothing. <laughs> well, there's, I, no, there's no I, judgment. I know little things like uh, what everybody was playing. Bejeweled. Okay, I I went beyond that. I'm playing. What am I playing? I don't know. Just little things where you match three. Oh, you know, sure, that's sure, my, sure. My I know what you're talking about. Like but, match these gems, and you'll. Move yeah, a row down. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking right, about. Right, right. I do try others. And and when I was over uh, in Tucson this earlier this mm-hmm. spring, uh, Ben had me try some out with his, you know, like real games, not yeah, just yeah, yeah. on my phone. With an actual, uh, and what are those? Yeah, like, a, like a controller. Yeah. There we go. I, I yes. as well yes. know nothing about video games. Well, I, it was fun. Yeah, cool. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, it was 
<laughs> but I don't have one. So yeah, likewise, but, I mean, oh. you can make it a. It's a thing that whenever you come out here, or I don't know. Would right. it be weird for me to take my PlayStation Five to Chicago? Uh, I don't know. I don't know how much trouble it. How much trouble is that? Uh, I don't know. It's a pretty big piece of equipment. It would be weird. <laughs> it does it look would, weird. It would be yeah. weird. It would be. <laughs> You're just, I'm going to stop you right there. It would be weird. Yeah. Just do something right, else. Right, right. When has that ever stopped me, Nora? <laughs> uh, I feel like you would know that. That's yeah, like yeah. the uh, <laughs> skate skateboard to London. Yeah. It, that wasn't. That was Adam, I think. Right. Right. They were going to London okay. as children, uh-huh. and Ben's dad, Ed, and they were they were going with Anne, who's uh, their stepmother. Okay, and Adam was getting really pouty. He was taking his skateboard, and he and Ed started to have a, some kind of a big. You are not taking your skateboard. Yeah, blah, big blah. tiff over well, it. Well, Adam took the skateboard on the plane. <laughs> He did. I think that counts as like one carry on. That was his carry on luggage. He he's like, yeah. What a life. On with me. He's like, I need this more than anything. I need this more than a toothbrush right. on this 13 hour flight. Yeah. 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 And as yeah. it turns yeah. out, I don't so, think oh. he met any cool London skaters. I think right. the ones that he met were kind of. Jack oh, great. Holes. So he's, yeah. so yeah. he's like, yeah. Hey guys, I want to skate with you. And they're like, please go away. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. But, creep. but yeah. anyway, capitalist. Creep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Okay, well, go, you, you guys go on and do your show. I'm... All right, thanks, Nora. The next two clips are from the loop episode. The first clip, which is a warm-up where we talk about a word that people don't like to say. One of my favorite jokes and gaseous, gaseous sounds. And the second clip, it's got a really funny sort of moment in it, but it was just cut for time about commonly used loops that we use in day-to-day life. Here they are. Okay. Can you um, give me a hello? Hello. Okay. I'm Nora. Is that going to be your normal volume? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't get very, I don't get loud. Oh. I just enunciate a lot. That's all. I mean, I'm talking the way I always do. Okay. That sounds good. Okay. Um, you're clearing your throat like you always do. Anyway, what? As soon as I hung up, it started. That's the way it works. Of course, it was kind of stupid because I used nasal spray as soon as I hung up also, which I had planned to do earlier okay. because my nose was a little stuffed. And that probably was not a good idea. No. Because it probably released a little post-nasal drip. Mucus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Kind of like music, but one or two letters different. Yes. It's worse in bed. The mucus. down stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's one of those words that people don't like saying or know. hearing. You know. Well, we could call it snot. Yeah, that's, that's probably a little worse, <laughs> wouldn't you say? Yes, it, it is. My mom did not like us saying snot. Okay. calling each other snots. I remember dad's thing. He used to always say, would you rather slide down a 50-foot razor blade or suck the snot from a dead man's nose. He used to say that. What a nice thing to say to your kids. Well, you know, he was dad. I mean, he, you know, mm-hmm. dad's gonna dad. He also told me one uh, one of my favorite jokes, which is what's the difference between deer nuts and beer nuts? Yeah, what? Beer nuts are about a dollar fifty nine, and deer nuts are under a buck. Uh, <laughs> that's a dad joke. 
Yeah, it's a That's dad joke, a dad but joke it, makes, sure. it makes sense that I got it from dad. Yes, yes. I don't even know if they have beer nuts. They probably do have beer nuts still, but I don't know if they... Oh, yeah, they they do. They probably cost more than $1.59. So... Beer nuts cost about $7.89, and deer nuts are under Ooh. a buck. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> you got to change that joke yeah. with time, I guess. It'll all come out in the whatever. It'll all come out in the hanky. Yeah, right, right. Or some other orifice of the body. Ew. Ew. Yeah, hey. You know the drill? You know the... I think I have to burp. Okay, burp. Okay, I did. Oh, wow. Good thing I got that recorded. (laughs) Did you hear it? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, I had my hand over my mouth. I thought maybe that was... No. And here's Aunt Nora, going to be 77 this year. There oh, she is, burping. Is burping. Better than, you know, the other way. What's that smell? She's 77 years old. That's a 77-year-old burp. <laughs> yeah. She calls it a burp, but... It's really a gaseous emission, or however yes. that's a gaseous. You're right. I right. say gaseous. I don't care. You know? Gaseous, oh. gaseous, whatever. Gaseous. Gaseous sounds like you're taking a knife to someone. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Gash. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you ready to yep. possibly yep. give me some silence? A lot of loops at the science and industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So are there any loops that you can think of that you use in day-to-day life? Putting earrings on. Earrings. I think of rubber bands. I don't use rubber bands that often, but true. No. When I close off the cabinets for Oh um, <laughs> for keeping <laughs> for keeping a certain podcat whose uh, name rhymes with Tango. Tango. <laughs> yes. Tango. Not cash. Tango. Anyway. I was, yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. I'm saying tango and, and, and Mango's looking at me right now going, huh? What? You're, you're making fun of me? Huh? <laughs> Looping pieces of wire yes. and things around various handles on my cabinetry. Yeah. That's something that I yeah. do on a regular basis to keep this little munchkin out of yeah. things he shouldn't be getting into. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, loops are loops and, and circles and, and things that are, they're, you know, like, they're a main part of our life, you know, like belts that make things go like right. a fan, right. you got a fan belt, you know? Right. So anyway. I have a watch band. That's, yeah. That's kind of a loop. Yep. Yep. And it's on all the time. Your so look- yeah, there are, I'm sure we could come up with lots of uh, yeah. little things like that we do. Oh yeah. I put my, I pull my hair back into a pony table. table. Pony table. <laughs> I pull my hair. <laughs> You have a, a pony table? Ponytail. <laughs> Don't tell the woman who owns this apartment. Though. I can't imagine I what a pony table would be used for. <laughs> no, on second thought, I can't imagine. And let's not bring it up. Okay, go ahead. Yes, let's not. Uh, into a ponytail. And I use these little elastic loops to pull it back. Yeah. And I do that every day now because it's it's hot. Well, is it also because you've got longer <sighs> hair, yeah? Yeah, I do. I'm getting it cut again to, to, yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, okay. But I'm just, 
it's I love it shoulder length, but I think it's probably not right for a older woman. I don't know. Not right? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Nora, you're at an it's age too right young. now. You're at an age right now where you should say things like F you if you can't deal with it. Just say, deal with yeah, it. Right. Deal with right, me. Right, right. This is me. I'm too old to give a crap. This is me. Right. And it you know, and I gotta say, my hair looks nice. Yeah. I you know. Oh yeah. Not much not much else, maybe, but my hair is still nice. Yeah. It's one of the things that makes me look younger. Uh-huh. Because it still is brown. So this next clip is from the airplane episode in a segment that I cut for time because it didn't quite fit the topic and it was a little bit too close to the incident. However, it's a great illustration as to why you should consult with gamers when designing underwater vehicles. Andrew and I, we talk about my most likely unpopular opinion on James Cameron movies. And there's also a shout out to What's Good Games, Brittany Brownbacher, talking about the Avatar universe and how she can't get into the Avatar universe for a very particular reason. Enjoy the clip. Do you, do you see the appeal to learning how to fly a plane? I, I see the appeal. Yeah. Well, here's, here's a part of the uh, spoiler alert of Snakes on a Plane that uh, I didn't tell you. The pilot gets bit and can't land the plane. So, oh no! Keenan Thompson, who's a, who's playing video games the entire time on a little handheld system, who has played Flight Simulator, lands the plane. <laughs> so there you go. Ah, Gamers again. Gamers represent. So the gamer uh, saves the day, saves the plane. Oh boy, I almost got super super off topic. But oh, what do you mean? Have you been uh, following the news about the Titan submersible thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The submarine or... It's a submersible. The submersible. It's not a, it's not a submarine because it doesn't leave port on its own power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has to ride on another ship. Right. Which is which is why uh, it, it gets away with not being certified by the Coast Guard. Oh, it's not certified. No, it's not certified. So why are people, I mean, people didn't, didn't follow the rules. So, I mean, what, what is, what is, what is the story here? Because my, my interpretation of hearing, just hearing the the basics, a bunch of rich people went into a submersible sort of like thing, got dropped off and -hmm. now they're not able to, they're not able to be found and any kind of safety thing that they had to get them to the surface would not be useful because they can't get out of the thing themselves. No one can open it from the inside, essentially. This is stuff that I've just heard, hearsay. So what's the latest? I don't know the latest, but I've seen uh, some comments from gamers about the equipment on this uh, submersible. Oh, okay. So basically, the controls for this submersible are a Logitech handheld gaming uh, controller. And gamers have identified which model it is. And it's the one they all hate because it's always always screwing up on them. And it's not reliable. And it has like over 100 one-star reviews on Amazon. Oh my goodness. Maybe maybe they should have. Maybe they should have consulted with the gamer, but no. Yeah, no. I mean, they, so yeah. And I saw like basically a, 
a little video, you know, probably compiled like a year ago and like this, the, what do I want to say? The mountebank. I mean, the, uh, the, <laughs> the, the guy that's running this program <laughs> right, was showing and showing up this thing to the, the media person is showing it. And it, it very much looked like it's just made out of stuff. Like, <laughs> like, uh, you know, like it's super bare bones and, you know, he's bragging about it. like, oh yeah, I got this thing off the rack over at, you know, the, you know, I forget the, at the outdoor store or whatever it was like at the submersible depot. And you look at it and you're like the crew compartment. Uh-huh. It's like, there's no chairs. You sit on the floor. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So... because And you sit on the floor because there's no standing room. And there's like five people in there. And yeah. They, one of them's driving it, and four of them paid a quarter of a million dollars to ride on the thing. I guess I don't know. Suckers born every minute. I don't. I don't. I. I get it. I, I mean, one of them that was on it also did the the Blue Origin trip up into space. So. Oh. Okay. All right. So you know, it's like kind of signed up for this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody that's on there kind of was making choices. What I feel about it. That reminds me of that part in Airplane. They knew what they were getting into. I say, let them crash. <laughs> yeah. yeah there's, <laughs> so I'm leaning that way as far as the, the, the submersible, but I know it's, it's one of those things where it's like, well. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, this kind of thing, it's uh, like an Everest expedition. Oh, or, yeah. 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 Or crossing, you know, the Antarctic. It's like, yeah, this is a high risk thing you're doing. So right, okay, but yeah, but it was also kind of funny that you know the the proprietor. Yeah, I called him a mountebank earlier because I couldn't remember the word proprietor. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I read a New York Times article about how he got around, you know, getting the craft certified because it's out in international waters and since. It's not in the water within the jurisdiction of the Coast Guard because it's always on another ship and while well, it's being towed out, you know, taken out to wherever it is. Yeah, so it's a loophole. So yeah. It's a loophole and so he didn't have to get it certified, but and his whole thing is like, Well, you can't you can't hold up innovation by doing this, you know, so it would it would take two more years to be able yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like a lawsuit. I mean they, they still haven't found it yet, right? But, you know, the guy that they would sue is on the, the submersible. So. Oh, well, that's good. At least he's got his back. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. At least I think that's, I don't know. I, I read a couple articles and the whole thing is like, I'm like, sure, there's somebody, I'm, I'm sure people signed waivers. And here's I, the best idea. I'm going to be on the thing. So if I die, I die with them. Huh? Uh, well, I'm Zah. sure he wasn't. I wasn't planning on dying, but the thing is just like, this is, this is fascinating. This Logitech uh, is such a great, is so much better than the the Nintendo power glove that we were going to use. Exactly. (laughs) That's the thing. That's the thing that blows my mind. Like people are looking at it going, that's what you're using to drive this. Like you you could have put in any equipment. And it shows the one with a bunch of one-star reviews because the gamers 
think it sucks. Well, it, was, <laughs> like, it was just it was just inexpensive. I mean, it just sounds like that's kind of like yeah, the thing. It's like he wanted. It was to... inexpensive. Like yeah, I was like no frills, but it's like well, what? Yeah, no. You should. So anyway, but I don't know if it's a failure of that thing that caused their problem. Right, right. I mean, who knows? Who knows? It just who knows. It just it's seems. Just... It seems like you know, based on what I've heard and what people have told me, and I haven't seen anything. I haven't done any research. Let me just say that mm-hmm. it just seems like bad design. And and why would you give someone two hundred fifty thousand dollars unless they're there's some sort of really really good suave kind of like they can explain. You know what I mean? Like they can. It's like, oh, it's going to be, convince you of the fact to do it. It's like, oh, it's only 250,000 bucks. Only 250,000. There's people paying for for bragging rights to say that they saw the Titanic. I mean. There just seems to be a lot safer methods, but whatever. I haven't even seen the movie Titanic. No. Yeah, my aunt Linda said that I had to see it on the big screen, and then I decided I'm not going to see that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just got all contrary. Yeah, I've seen parts of of it on TV. Yeah, I get the gist. I get it too. I it's like I don't need to see that movie. I mean, was that James Cameron too? It was James Cameron. Yeah, yeah. That's another reason not to see the movie. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I'm like. "Mm." Listen, James Cameron jumped the shark with Terminator 2. That was it. That was the pinnacle. There's there's no, I mean, it was just like, that's amazing. Yeah. And then nothing. I mean, tell me otherwise. What other movies since then? What do you what, think? That, James Cameron. What, from James Cameron? Oh, yeah. He was Terminator 2. Also, Aliens. Those, those, those aliens, two were, yeah. yeah. Aliens 2. And Terminator. And, and Terminator Right. Yeah. But I mean, as far as him jumping the shark, when, once that was over, that's it. I I, I don't have any interest in any of his stuff, even Avatar, unfortunately. I I saw the first Avatar. Yeah, I did too. I was underwhelmed. I was like, well, that was, I, I, yeah, I felt no need to watch the second Avatar. Yeah. I mean, I thought, uh, I I saw someone. What what's going on with those penis tendril things? I didn't yeah. get that. It's like, <laughs> she, yeah, you just she you kept just on, put she, your penis tendril into another animal <laughs> and you're connected, like a USB port. Like she kept on bringing it up and bringing it up, and it was just like the the other host was just kind of like, <sighs> just like <laughs> I just couldn't get over the penis tendril thing. I just can't. I can't do it because they were talking about an upcoming Avatar. A game that's gonna like being gonna be an open world sort of thing. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, not airplane games. But our next clip is from episode eighty-four in the conversational warm-up for the Italy show. Andrew and I talk about a forthcoming member of Andrew and Catherine's family and about parenthood. Enjoy. Catherine, this is my re- recording studio now. Yeah. <laughs> so like, be like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's like, you know all those shoes and stuff that you got in there? No, we can't have those. No. Although, sound baffle, that might be okay for the sound baffle. All those clothes or whatever, you know? That might be natural baffle. That's that's where I, I heard about it. People who normally recorded their stuff in proper recording studios were 
having to record at home during COVID. So they were like, oh, the closet. Then you just have all these coats for the sound baffle. If it works, it works. Uh, I'm not really going to do that, though. Don't want to anger Catherine. Yeah, well, no. (laughs) She wouldn't wouldn't be angry. Yeah. She would think it was funny. Does Catherine want to be on the show? Not really. No? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't ask her, but who knows? Ask her, ask her, and, and I'm kind of curious okay. about her response. Because it seems like, okay. I mean, she's she's a, a, she does teaching, right? Yeah. She's a, a school teacher, grade school, or? Yep. Yeah, second grade. Second grade. Okay. I find that fascinating. It's like, how do you deal with that and then have a child? we're gonna find out we're gonna find out yep so yeah how how old is how old is Catherine? she like in her early 30s or off the record right now uh she's no leader oh okay okay yeah so so this is kind of a this is kind of late for someone to have a baby yeah yeah traditionally yeah yeah it's how it worked out yeah you know there aren't any medical issues or anything that they're that she's dealing with or whatever she's she's okay everything's cool she's, she's okay yeah yeah so everything's been pretty cool every yes she is uh technically this is considered a geriatric pregnancy <laughs> <laughs> oh boy yeah don't bring that up in conversation right no but i think like anything over the cutoff seems absurdly young. It's like anything over 35, it's a geriatric phase. Yeah, that's what it, yeah. And it might even be lower than that. You know, if it was a, if it was a person that was rude, I'd go, how's that geriatric pregnancy going? But, <laughs> but she's very nice. She's a very nice person. So very nice person. That's right. No, no, I'm exactly. concerned. I'm concerned for your well-being. That's why, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of the situation where there's a rude person. You would say that. It's <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh, so hey, Tina, how's that geriatric pregnancy going? Tina, I don't know anyone named Tina. Catherine's mom's named Tina. So. Oh, really? Oh, and this is her first too, yeah. Yep. I'm guessing first and only. Yeah. At this point, I think we're just we're just like shooting for a good one right now, and then <laughs> shooting for a good one. <laughs> shooting for a good one. Yeah. You mean like kid? Like a good kid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know. I think everything seems great right now, but it is like that kind of thing. It's like, oh yeah, we're we're at an age where this is, uh, yep. By the time they turn twenty, man, they'll be uh, they'll be supporting you in your uh, in your retirement or whatever. That's right. They're gonna gotta get a good job, and it's like so. We had you because uh, security. <laughs> yep. By the way, Wait, not only do we need you contributing to social security because that's how it works. <laughs> You're not freaked out by this whole thing, are you? Or stressed or anything? No. Because I mean, it's 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 not your first rodeo. Not my first rodeo. Yeah. I'm, I, I know it'll be, I don't know, I'm really excited about it, actually. Yeah. And and you had to deal. I mean, you know, single single child household with Star, so you yeah. know what to deal with here. With she's living in Arizona now, or is she living? No, she's she's in North Carolina. Oh, okay, okay. But she wants to move back over here. She's she's brainstorming because she's really excited about the baby, and she would like to be close. So oh, okay. I'm like, that sounds cool. Also, she's kind of in a backwater small town right attached to a college town 
Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh. I mean, when you said North Carolina, anyway. <laughs> yeah, you were like, well. I mean, that's kind of re- what? that's kind of redundant, really. You know, <laughs> politics aside, I would say North Carolina is a state. <laughs> it's one of 50 and <laughs> like all states there are there are regions <laughs> why does this sound like the talk you have with the young man when you're you know, it's like when you're getting older <laughs> things start to change things start to change in your body and you start to and there are these things called states and in that state, there are these things called regions. Sometimes you give someone a hug and it's not the same feeling as your <laughs> other kind of hugs. <laughs> this next clip is from the gratitude episode where Madison and I talk about my new waifu from Street Fighter Six. And for those who don't know about that word, a waifu is a fictional character from anime, cartoon, or video game whom a person regards as a romantic partner. Just so you're in the know, but Madison and I talk about that a little. Here it is. Yeah, and that's, that's um, yeah, Star Wars is a big phenomenon. I mean, I mean, you can even think of it as like sports. Sports will continue forward. That's, that's true. I mean, you know, how long have we been playing sports for millennia? Yeah. Look at soccer in the UK or American football here. Or... Right, right. But even even like how long have the Olympics been going on? Oh, yeah. Bam. Same direction with like fighting. Of course, like boxing and MMA and karate and blah, blah, blah. But like the ancient Romans had gladiators. I forgot to tell you. Okay, yeah. Ancient Romans had gladiators. What did you forget to tell me? That reminded me, I have a... Wait, did we start or are we just chatting? We're just, we're oh, just, okay, okay, we're just okay. chatting. I started the recording because, okay. well, you know, I do a clip show Yeah. for weeks that I'm out or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Street Fighter Six. <laughs> Video games? You? I would never. Well, here's the thing. I have a new favorite character, but you said gladiator and she bases her, her fighting style is, oh, what is it called? It begins with a P, but it's, it's basically like, Pink the Panther. Re- no, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that is not a fighting style from the ancient Romans. This character, her name is Marissa. She's from Italy. She's a jewelry maker. And then. You'll see the photos of her. Let me just pass the computer. Her hair looks like a... She like cut. Yep. Her hair does look like a gladiator helmet. Yeah. Yeah. That's Those kinda, are crazy sideburns she's uh, got. Yeah, right? <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Mutton so, chops. <laughs> so, so, my, so my dream woman oh. come to... Le- well, I mean, like the muscular girls, so... Oh, sure. Sure, yeah, sure. I'm big into that. Okay. So now I have a favorite muscular video game character. As you should. As you d- I should. You deserve it. But I mean, that's brand new. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to play Street Fighter, but if I did... Marissa. Marissa. She cut, man. According to the stats on the Capcom page, she is 6'8". Jesus! And she designs jewelry. She's afraid of heights. Okay. And she likes some sort of 
Roman delicacy and I don't know. But anyway, I don't know why. Oh, we were talking about fighting. fighting we were styles. talking about fighting and I said gladiator and you're like, I know a hot uh, chick video game character that looks like gladiator now, hair. Now, now <laughs> let's just say it's hot chick to me. I mean. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not, no, no, no. It's relative. I understand. There's a difference. Everyone's attracted to different things. And uh, based on the way, attributes. She, the way she behaves with various fighters, she's kind of into the poly sort of thing. Uh, poly is like relationship. Correct. Style. She Are likes, you... she's, well, she's bisexual. Then okay. Too, okay. That's what I was going to ask. she's also into having multiple partners simultaneously. Okay. So she's bisexual and polyamorous. Correct. Rad. Correct. Rad. I mean, and that's just part of her, the way people have interpreted her character development because she not only wanted to fight Zangief, who is the big Russian wrestler guy, she also wanted to fight. Well, she's there's a newcomer who is a, a woman who's a you know skinnier woman, but has her own style who she flirts with. So she f- flirts with both. Okay, all right. So, but anyway, gotcha. But I like her because she makes jewelry. No, I mean I like her because she's muscular. <laughs> That's why. Let's get into the show, shall we? Rad. And again, didn't take notes, didn't bring notes. That's fine. Didn't it's, Google anything. Like I said, not necessary. I mean, it's part of it is the conversation, right? Yeah. It's, it's the decent conversationalist. I feel like we can rock and roll. We can rock and roll. Yeehaw. Word. Word up. <laughs> I don't know why I've been saying yeehaw lately. It's just like such a positive reinforcement. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. I guess it depends on how you say it because I would say yeehaw. That, that sound sounds very, very unenthusiastic. No, no. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, you could be yeehaw. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about the tone of voice. It's true. The inflection, inflection. in your voice. Yeah. Inflection makes a huge difference. Yeehaw. In, or you can be like yeehaw. Or you can be yaha. <laughs> yaha. Yaha. What are you what are you trying to say? Yaha. Yaha. That's what she said. She said yaha. Yaha. No, I think she said yeehaw. She said yeehaw. No, yaha. Yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs> I think we made a new uh, exclamation. It's like yeehaw, yeehaw, yeehaw. It almost sounds like uh, a noise you would make when you're doing karate or some sort of thing. For our final clip, it's a pre-show conversation that Andrew and I had about the movie Slother House. The word was control. And then he talks about uh, a bit from the community show involving Portuguese versions of gremlins. And it just kind of goes from there. So uh, enjoy the clip. Have, have you seen the trailer for Slother House? No. Okay. Slotherhouse. Yeah, look it up right now. Just take a look. Look it up right now. It's like a just like a, a minute and a half trailer. Okay. Come here. Sloth like like the animal sloth. Correct. Slotherhouse and house as in a tri delta lambda house. I mean, it says it's a real movie. Trailer one week ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh well was it the end that was the end uh went all the way through yeah 
Yeah. So, Slother what are your House. thoughts on Slother House, the trailer? It, it, it reminds me a little bit of a trailer for Portuguese Gremlins. <laughs> Portuguese Gremlins? Like you mean the, the Gremlins movie, but in Portuguese, or is it a uh, Portuguese version of Gremlins? It's a meta joke. In the sixth season of Community, Abed like mentions Portuguese Gremlins. Okay. And then they made a, a post credits like fake. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. It was pretty awesome. Sweet. <laughs> Portuguese. Yeah. But I mean it was made up, right? It wasn't like it, it was, was made up. It wasn't it wasn't real, but Okay. They <laughs> they had some real Portuguese language in there. Yeah, like <laughs> the uh the the name of it was the it was the Portuguese for knee high mischief. Knee high mischief. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, I, you know, I don't know if you heard the show where I was talking to Tawny, but she was telling me about all these different movies, how they in, how they're different in Portuguese. And, and it's, you know, it's like tough guy in a building. <laughs> like, kind of... Okay. That's diehard, I guess. Yeah. Uh, tough guy in a building. Yeah. Um, there's also like a weird Portuguese. Is, there's something funny about like, you can get region free DVDs. Uh-huh. Well, I don't know anymore, but you know, who gets DVDs anymore, but maybe they do. But, um, it had something to do with the fact that they'd be like sold through Macau. Okay. Was it Macau? I think, cause that was like the Portuguese Hong Kong. Okay. Okay. So they, they, they also like have, uh, you know, it's China, but there's like <laughs> these, Portuguese institutions that are still kind of there and okay. Okay. But it's, but in the sense that I think there's just a lot of organized crime running through there. So there's like a lot of like bootleg movies that are semi legit because they can be released in Macau or maybe it's because China doesn't give a shit about American copyrights or whatever. Right. But, um, but I figured I learned about this cause I wanted to, I wanted to see like Orson Welles Macbeth. Okay. And so I I ordered it like off of Amazon or something, and it was like you know, third party Amazon seller or whatever. And then I get it, and like it just has Portuguese subtitles. <laughs> it's like it's the movie, but there are subtitles in Portuguese, and I don't think you can turn them off. Yeah. But huh? I was like wild. But it was the original movie, though. It was the original movie, but it was like it was like it was not in print in the United States. So okay. It, yeah, so it was like this sort of like weird three steps around. So not exactly a bootleg, but not exactly. Okay. But so because it wasn't um, region coded, I could watch it in the United States. But gotcha. it was technically designed to be sold in Macau, which also makes it a doorway to the Chinese market and basically anywhere. I don't know. Gotcha. Portuguese. Portuguese, because yep. I don't know. I don't know how many people in Brazil want to watch Macbeth, but well, I you know I don't Maybe know. I could, do. I could I could ask uh, I could ask Tani. She you might. Could. She you know she. Uh, we actually chatted recently, just a little bit back and forth about just general stuff, it's like how she's doing in the cold weather and whatnot. And she was like, she's still trying to figure out what language the Sims are talking. But anyway. Yeah, the Sims. Did you ever see the movie Be Kind Rewind? Yeah. Okay. 
the were the ones with the sweeted versions of the movie the when you sweeted, were, yeah yeah when you were sweeted. when you were talking about the uh portuguese versions that's what i thought of was like yeah uh, the sweeted versions of these films yeah it's kind of yeah yeah that's a whole other thing that's like that's more like turkish star wars all right so that's it that is the third clip show i hope you enjoyed those clips for upcoming episodes just to let you know We've got the word logic and the word premise. And then some other good news. I've got some recording time scheduled that we're going to do with Eddie, who's one of the designers of the game Starvaders. He's got three different words. I won't, we haven't quite figured out which word we're going to do yet, or if we're going to try and do all of them. They're all really fabulous words. So I'm really excited to talk to him. We've got We'll record with him. And then also I've got from Soup Masters, Martin from Sweden, who's going to be on the show. We're still trying to figure out what words he wants to cover. So, but that's exciting. Please stay tuned. And I hope you enjoyed this clip show. On that note, my name is Ben and I've been your host. Have a wonderful night. Bye.